Well, it's been a few months since the election and you're just really wanting to hear some politics that you can't find anywhere. Nobody talks about that stuff anymore. November's over. Well, maybe you're needing some of that hard-hitting media that folks just can't seem to produce. Maybe you're needing to find out where the best lanes in town are. No, you know what it is? You need some better beef jerky reviews where you come to the right place on the Politics, Bowling, and Jerky podcast. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. This is the Punch, Bunch, and Jams, baby. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Punch, Bunch, and Jams podcast. And we're, we've been away for a little while. The last episode we did was the Masters, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. But now it's time for Cody and I to move forward and, you know, just enjoy the win we had on our draft and then talk some other sports and kind of get into some some other things tonight. So with that said, Cody, let's do this. Hello, friends. What's up, everybody? Um, so the PB&J boys beat the Lloyd brothers by $250,000. On, God, I wish that was real money. <laughs> right on the old bet there. And, you know, I would I would say, uh, you know, we had Xander and Cameron Smith. Those guys really came in clutch. And, heck, even DeChambeau gave us $38,000 or whatever. So, uh, shout out to Protein Shake for that. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it was, it, was, it was good to see the fans back out at Augusta. That, that's yes. always a different scene when Augusta's like that. And the first day, first couple of days, I guess it was just completely fast, like we thought it would be. And, you know, I think the whole podcast, we went without mentioning Hideki Matsuyama. And mm-hmm. the man just absolutely tore up the field. You know, I mean, he should have, he, he very easily could have lost on Sunday after he hit that one into the water and Xander you know, duffed one into the water the next hole. So he couldn't take advantage of it. But congrats to Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, we'll move on from the Masters and briefly touch into the RBC where Stuart Sink, 46 years old, uh, lives in Florence, Alabama, won his second tournament of the of the golf season this year. And he won back in, I'm wanting to say November, which counts as the 2021, 2021, 20. Uh, 22 season there at the end he gets two wins and so he's like top 10 in points now he's the first one to have two wins this season and 46 years old his son was on the bag and we'll move on from the rbc classic and go straight into the zurich which is played in louisiana and cameron smith and mark leishman who i absolutely owe david an apology on because he he said that leishman was going to uh, be like top five of the Masters, and I just laughed at him. And he yeah. actually was like on fire Thursday through Saturday. And I was like, I owe that man an apology because I laughed at him on our podcast. <laughs> but yeah, Cameron Smith won the Zurich Classic. It, it's like a team event. So, what do you think about that? What do you think about him going to what's that called? Match play? Yeah, match play. Um, it's like Ryder Cup type stuff. I, I think it's kind of Mickey Mouse golf. Like, I don't really – I guess you consider it a win because they won on the PGA Tour and there were other other great golfers there and everything. But, I mean, I count, like, a win as a singles event as far as, like, their career. Right. But 
you know, they won, they won a tournament. So that's the same amount of tournaments as Tony Finau has. So that's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, the thing that I don't like about it is how it's kind of picked. I, I was listening to somebody on the radio the other day mm-hmm. talking about some guys literally just make a phone call a day before and, you know, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Or, you know, and they go play a golf tournament. I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of weird. I, I don't mind the team don't, thing. Don't you think it's kind of Mickey Mousey? Like, yeah, just, I mean, it's like it's picking the kind up of a, golf that I like to play, you know, like right. uh, really yeah, fun ball. Like, you're, right. you know, um, that match play, in my opinion, should happen on the tour is Ryder Cup, President's Cup, because that's the best golf, you know. Like, Justin Thomas said, that he's never been more nervous in his life than when he was teeing off across the pond um, on the on number one tee for the Ryder Cup. He said he's yeah. never been more nervous in his entire life. So that type of golf, pressurized, pressure cooker. But when it's all, it almost seems like it's just, hey, let's get a buddy and go other buddies. That's exactly and, what it is. And it's at the just... end of it, let's win a million dollars. No. I kind of wish that the teams were set, honestly. I kind of wish that the PGA would kind of set the teams, and it would be more of an invitational than an actual, you know, just anybody can anybody that's got a card can sign up as long as they got a teammate. I wish it was more or like, you know, you finished know, position of the Masters or something. Yeah. You know, go one, one gets the 60th best player, two gets 59, and so on and so forth, and that seems like it would even it out a little bit. What if but, you, you know, did? What if you took the Masters and took mm-hmm. the the cut line? Okay, so mm-hmm. whoever was, what was there? I think there was 50, 54 guys on the cut line at the Masters. Mm-hmm. So what Something if like you that. took? You know, obviously it had to be. I don't know how you get that other person in, but like let's say you have 54, 54 people who made the cut, you then go one and fifty four. The finishing of the Masters, one and fifty four are team. Two and fifty three yeah, all the way down. At least, you know, the fifty four that made it and that want to play, you know, that's how they would pair them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, certain golfers they get to base I mean, they get to pick play because their right. their car their card status is so good. They they could never win another tournament and still be invited back to all these tournaments that they've previously won. Right. So you're, you're not going to get like a Dustin Johnson or uh, for the most part, you're not going to get good that, you know, but no. um, you, you know, you can still get pretty good golfers. Like Kevin Kisner is always going to be there. He's a great match play guy. And moving on into the year, we'll definitely talk about the Ryder cup, but somebody like Kevin Kisner would definitely be on my Ryder cup team because he is so good at match play. Um, somebody like that, like number 30th golfer in the world, that's that's a great get for the Zurich Classic. So I think they could do other stuff to make it more fair. Hey, Cameron Smith is a really good golfer, top 20 in the world. Mark Leishman is a really good golf. I mean, it's just almost like not fair to have those on the same team. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, I don't really consider it a you, – yeah, you won, great for you. You won a lot of money, but – I mean, I, I consider the singles events, you know, that that's what the that's what Tiger counts. That's what Jack Nicholas counts. You know, they count their single wins. So Yeah. Okay. Moving on from golf. So let's talk a little bit of baseball. How about that? How about that, Clay Dodd? What let's well, let's just start with the AL 
east. I mean, it's flipped up, turned side down. Up, you know that's <laughs> flip. Yeah, upside, yeah. That it's the turned Yankees, upside down. The Yankees are in last place. They lost to the Orioles last night. Who guess what, what is not in last place? I mean, who would have ever thought that? And we thought the Red um, Sox were going to be in last place. Yeah, I mean, it, this is it's just upside down, like you said. The Red Sox have had moments. They've went on what eleven game win streak, I believe. They've you know they've been five hundred the last week or so, but heck, why not the you know the uh, Toronto Blue Jays? They come out here and they're just swinging the bats all over the place. If they could ever get anything going, they got a couple good pitchers, but other than that, they're just kind of eh. But they they're good enough to play five hundred baseball and have a, a chance at getting into a wild card spot. Um, it's it's fun right now. The AL East is just crazy. Yeah, that. Because the Yankees have such payroll, and for them to be at nine and thirteen or whatever they are, nine and twelve, it's just it's an embarrassment. And you know, if if you're the Yankees fans right now, break, you're still in this position. Heads are probably going to roll, my friend. Yeah. So, all right, let's. Talk a little bit about a situation that I've just really been going back and forth on for mm-hmm. years now, and it seems to not be getting better. It seems to be getting worse, and that is okay. what used to be called the bullpen, which should be called the cow pen now because they are absolutely sickening, and that goes for the entire league. The whole world. Okay. Last week, not over the weekend, but last week starting up on – Thursday, actually Tuesday, excuse me. Starting up on Tuesday, it was a Tuesday through Thursday series. Was something that should never happen again. And that is what the Cincinnati Reds did against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So let's just talk about the very first game. Arizona comes out, scores three in the top of first, looking good. But they didn't do anything else most of the game. Cincinnati had put together a little thing right in the center of the game, but they're up four to three heading into the eighth. Four to three, Cody. Yes, hello. They have a bullpen guy come in, and I will give you this. It started raining and sleeting. I mean, it was cold. He loads the bases, ends up walking two runs in, giving up the lead, now 5-4, before he decides to Absolutely, just tell the umpire, I'm not pitching. We're we're done. This is <laughs> I ridiculous. saw that. So, I would have enjoyed it for myself, for personal reasons, if he would have done that two runs sooner. But we didn't. So, then let's fast forward to the next day. Of course, that game, they had to postpone it. It comes back the next day, plays the last inning, and that the score stays the same, 5-4. Let's talk about the very next day. Even worse. The Cincinnati Reds are up three to nothing heading into the ninth inning. Would you like to know the score of the final of this game? Yes, I would. Eight five Diamondbacks. <laughs> are you happy? How does this happen? I mean, honest to God, guys, this these guys are getting paid money. Like the same greenbacks that you and I worked for, they're getting paid that plus a lot more. A lot more. I can go out there and do what these guys are doing. 
I mean, heck, like this is ridiculous. Like, why? I mean, why can we? No not get lead is safe. If if you've been watching, you know, the Braves. I mean, other than Sunday where they had one hit in fourteen innings, don't want to talk about. You know, the Cubs game last night against the Braves. Braves were up four nothing. Then the Cubs come back and score four. Pitching is absolute. There's no. It doesn't exist hardly. You know, it's and atrocious. Like, obviously, the Diamonds back. The the Diamonds backs. The yeah. Diamondbacks did have some pitching against the Braves, but my gosh, their approach at the plate was horrible. Instead of t- trying to take it the other way, they were trying to roll everything over and pull everything. Couldn't touch the ball. But, I mean, for the most part, though, I just feel like every time I'm watching baseball, it's it's 10-8. to 8. It's ridiculous. Like that. And the ball got changed this year. MLB came mm-hmm. out and even said they'd change the ball. They're – you know, juice balls are no more, pal. You know, I have said this for a long time. Pitchers have too much confidence. And the ones I'm talking about are the guys who come in from the bullpen. Excuse me, the cow pen. They come in there, and let's say there's two on. They've been called in. They get in there, and they're in a pinch. And they're trying to strike guys out. Do not underestimate the ability of the other eight guys the field, please, <laughs> like put it where they can. You know, you can. You know this just as well as I do. There are pitches that do not give up home runs. Correct. And what I mean by that is throw it in the. These guys have the best scout teams in America or in the world of any sport. Baseball scouts, most analytical sport in the world. Most analytical sport in the world, they know every inch of a, a strike zone of where that batter that is up at that moment can hit the ball. They know they everything know he's hit ever it. done. They also know where they hit it. Right. So why is it that we cannot get pitchers to put the ball in play? And I'm not saying throw a, a fastball down the center of the strike zone. But throw it I'm four saying, inches off the plate and see if they swing. And see if they swing. And let your guys get the out. But instead, we're trying to throw as much stuff as we can and get the strikeout because our stats will look better. And therefore, we end up giving up a home run and getting those two runs in plus the batter. Or we end up giving a triple. Or we get a strikeout. There's no in-between. Why can we not get a play on the ball? Like, let's give them a ball they can hit. Let them let the guys field and get you an out or turn yeah, was, two or whatever. I was sitting in the parking lot and I get I get a text from Clay. It says I'm going on a rant, and, <laughs> yeah. and he's never I mean, said that before. So I was it, like, it's killing me though. It's just it's fundamental baseball, and I know that there's going to be people out there that listen to this and they sit there and say, no, the objective is to strike the guy. I get it. I understand that. Every if you're playing a sport, you're competitive. And, but also, you've got to realize that you don't have to win this game. All you have to do is get the an out and help your team. And sometimes getting a strikeout or going for a strikeout is not the route you should take. It's let's get as few pitches as we can because if I can get an out at first base three times in a row, guess what? The inning's over and we move on. But instead, we're sitting here, one, either – 
There is no place at all in baseball right now. It's home run, strikeout, or walk. That's it. There's no speaking, speaking getting of home runs. Uh, Ronald Acuna can hit him. <laughs> he can. He can flat out hit him. You're exactly <laughs> right. Also, he had a 480 foot homer tonight. I thought it went further than that. Did you see the stat yesterday? I will give this to Otani, and you know that I'm a fan of his. I've been a fan of his. Baby Ruth. Oh, baby Ruth. Mm-hmm. First person in over 100 years to be leading the league in home runs and starting as a pitcher. First person. Since That is since, a lot. Since Bobby Ruth. That's it. Mr. Baby. Herman Ruth. Yeah. I mean. The salt and the, clot, the colossal of clap. That's hey. it. The man is on fire, and I'm glad to see it. Now, last night when he started, his first inning was terrible. He gave up four runs. He seems to be – you know what he would really do well with is the way the Rays treat their starting pitching. Mm-hmm. The Rays over the past few years have been notorious for getting a bullpen guy to come in and pitch for one inning and then have your starter come in starting on the second inning and pitch from the second to the seventh. Otani would be well. It's been working. To be honest, mm-hmm. it, I don't know why. I don't it's understand. Odd it, though, but it works. And that right there, I wish the Angels would try doing that because he is bad in the first inning. Has been since he's been in the league. As far as when he settles down, man, you can't hit him. The guy is God. You it's you crazy. said in the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the season that. Uh, Otani was your biggest storyline coming into the year, if you if you remember correctly. That's right. That's right. Coming in, he was coming off of you know surgery and had a a good year of rehab and everything. Do and you do you have our picks? Up? Do you have our picks that we had? Do you don't have them in front of me. I don't have them in front of me. We need, we need to review those because I feel like right now they're in shambles. <laughs> Other than the Dodgers. <laughs> Other than the Dodgers. <laughs> well, the Dodgers, uh, and they're, they're having trouble with the Padres, which, by the way, the past two weekends, the Padres and Dodgers series have best been the best in baseball. baseball. I mean, it's just not, absolutely – it's playoff baseball. It's better than that. To me, it's just pure hate, man. It's awesome. It's like it's like watching a college football game. You know, Tatis is just electric, Oh, he man. went off. He went he's off. Just, I, he's electric. He, I'm not – I can't pull for the Padres because, obviously, I'm a Dodgers fan. But that okay. guy had five home runs against us this weekend. And it was Seems just – good. <laughs> he's on fire. And I mean, that's a month for everybody. That's right. And, and just think, he set out for two weeks. They didn't know if he was going to be back for a month or longer. And he's back early and hitting home runs. Well, how weird is it that I don't think you or I or – I'm, I don't know if that's correct English. I really don't know. But me or you did not talk about the San Francisco Giants, and they are absolutely just killing it at home, man. Because they don't have anybody of note. They don't have any guy out there that is just like, oh, you a can point to that guy yeah. and say, like, everybody knows that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, they, I mean, Longoria, he's been in the league for, what, 20 Four. years now? Yeah. The guy is good. He's solid, but he's getting up in age. Nobody really thought he was going to do anything. Crawford is on a uh, on a uh, contract year, so he's going to mm-hmm. be balling, but he's still not anything special. He's like, he's at best 
a three million dollar a year player. The they're the most Giants to. team of all time. Yeah, like, and they're playing hard. Always like that. <laughs> like, you know, they used to have Buster Posey and you know Bumgarner and Linscombe. They used to have big names, but they were still just kind of blue collar guys. You know, it's like they're not they're not flashy like the Braves or the Padres or the Dodgers or. Sure. You know, those are the flashy teams. But then you've got the teams like the Brewers, who I'm, I think we both talked about could be, potentially be a bit uh, like the, yeah. they're kind of hard nosed. And the Cubs, for whatever reason, they still seem like a shiny team to me, like they're all flash. And are the but, Cubs not the craziest hot, cold team there is out there right now? Honestly, they went in the break get a hit. They couldn't get a hit. So they've had in the past week three games where they've scored more than ten runs. Yeah, but thanks a lot for reminding me, Clay. Well, I mean, they won but, this weekend sixteen to two. So I mean, they, who scores more, the Cubs or the Bears? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> according to who you got at quarterback, you know, it's risky. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, I don't know. Like, this is just. This season, last this year. is the weird. I mean, you talk about last year being weird, it was, but it was kind of chalk. This year is just bananas. It's, I mean, and- it's the, the West, you know, I mean, the, the both you've got the A's and the Dodgers, which a lot of people picked. And that, like, I don't think we talked about the Royals at all. We we basically uh, laughed at the Red Sox, uh, the Mets. Was, we, I said that I thought the Mets could have a good year, but I didn't think they would have what they're you know they're hot and cold too because they gave up they got swept last week against the Cubs, which the Cubs were on fire and the Mets were not, and then they turned around and the Mets just played great this weekend. I don't know how, how about, but I, I'll tell you this: it's going to lead to a great a great post All Star. Race to the finish to get to the yeah. How about this though? Just some some crazy numbers I was looking at. You've got the the A's that have a they've scored 103 runs this year and given up 104, but are 15 and eight. But then you've got a team during their during their 11 game streak they were still Mm -hmm. negative in the run differential. Yeah, and then you've got a team the Astros who are plus 21. And in the AL in run differential, and they're fourth. Yeah, and the, when they the, win, they you, went big, and then they lose every close game. Do you want another odd one? Is the Cincinnati Reds are plus thirteen in run differential, and they're last in their division. Yeah, yeah. it's just a, it's, it's so strange. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously the Dodgers and Giants run differentials are insane. But that's to be expected when you're both 15 and 8. That's right. Reds have a crazy run differential. The Marlins have the only positive run differential in the NL East, and that's plus 9. The Mets are minus 11. Phillies, 14. Atlanta Braves, 11. And then the Nationals are probably one of the worst hitting teams in baseball. Only 62 runs scored this year. Man, they literally have one person on that team that I'd challenge anybody out there to even name anybody else on the Nationals team except Juan Soto. Anybody. Well, well, the thing about the Nationals is, like, I think 
it's what they were trying to do with Acuna, but mm-hmm. Acuna was just like he was swinging at every and hitting everything. <laughs> but they're trying to pitch around uh, Soto, and they're doing it because there's you know the Braves, regardless of record. I mean, you look up and down that lineup, you're like, oh my gosh, that's Murderer's Row, man. I mean. Austin Riley, as bad as he can be, he can also be the hottest player on the planet sometimes. Same Swanson. You know, I mean, it's just there's so many people in that lineup that can get hot. And yeah. there's only one person on that Nationals lineup that can get hot. That's it. And he – I'm telling you right now, Soto is going to be the next guy, I think, that gets a big contract. Because yeah, he's he going to just, the Yankees, my friend. He's it's a perfect fit for the Yankees too. He is he's going got to the Yankees. Huge bat. The dude huge bat. But when he gets up there, he's going to strike out every time. <laughs> yeah, which is they, fine with me. That's fine. You know it. The Yankees in years past has have loved forever. Have loved a giant guy hitting. It. Oh, obviously, they got Judge and, and Stanton up Stanton. there, and they both they both could look the size of Gronkowski. He can play tight end for the Bucks, but yet they're out here swinging a bat. And yeah, it, it looks like, honest to God, looks like a toothpick. Yeah, yeah, and Soto's the same way. That dude is jacked, and he's gonna. He's got power, and you're right. They're just. Why wouldn't you just walk him almost every single time? Because you know that nobody else in that in that lineup is going to do anything to you. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's Barry Bonds. I'm saying they should do what they did to Barry Bonds. If you yeah. if you walk him with the bases loaded, that's fine. That's one run. Don't give up four. Exactly, because he's going to put it out of here. The guy's got – he's got it. He's and, money. Yeah. It, but like I said, the rant is just simply bullpens. I mean, I just don't understand it. I don't understand why in t- 2021 we've got guys who – are phenoms growing up and they come through, maybe they play your college, maybe they come straight out of high school. But they either way they get in the majors and they just blow up. And I would be safe to say that every team in the major leagues, they've got three really good starters, which that's all you need in the playoffs. But guess what? We got 162 before we get to the playoffs. And a starter four and five at most teams would be bullpen guys for a lot of other teams. And it's just they can't do anything. And then you bring bullpen guys in, and you're getting crazy numbers. What do you think about – I think this will actually help, honestly. And it sounds weird because we're talking about how bad pitching is. But when they move the, the mound back a foot, you're going to have more pl- more balls in play, which, I mean, that's more exciting to me. I heard somebody tell, talk about it today, and I was like, yeah, you're right. I like when there's a double hit and there's a ball being thrown around the field. Like it's it's a race. It's you know it's you a race. Out. winning. <laughs> exactly. It's a race. It's a race. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want to see I, I, I don't home runs see have out. lost their luster. They really Dude, have the, how old man do we sound right now? But my gosh, is there anything better than a, a slide in triple? Yes, yeah. or you know, like how long has it a been since double. we saw? How long has it been since we saw somebody still home? Like ten years. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Well, I love like base running. You know, part of that you catch the pitcher not paying attention, and you still 
a base or you know you, a guy gets but, a single but you can't do that anymore the you know you don't want to run yourself out of an inning instead of making things happen nobody sure. knows how to get nobody knows how the runner nobody they do not and that goes back to that triple play that Votto had last week which was amazing on his part but he catches mm-hmm. the ball at first is against the Indians he gets catches a line drive no it was against Cleveland tags, right Clyde, uh, jumps and or dives and um yeah. tags the runner at first stands up realizes the guy was on third didn't tag up why in the heck would you have ran from third base towards home with zero outs, why would you have ever done that? That's because they don't. Running. Because all they think about is hitting a home run and not having to worry about base running. Yeah, that's all they practice, and it's just. I, mean, I don't want to sound like an old man yelling. I mean, at some point, like watching the Braves, or gosh, just it—it it can be the most stressful thing in your life watching a baseball game these days. Yeah. For baseball purists like ourselves, I mean, it's just – I mean, I guess – do you consider yourself a purist? I know you like oh, the yeah. the, uh, the DH. Are you a big DH guy? I don't really care about the DH. To be honest with you, I'm an NL guy, so either way mm-hmm. is fine. I mean, to me, you've – DH or not, I just wish both leagues would run the same rule. I, I kind of don't like both – you know, each league having their own rule on that. I Especially in the playoffs, man. Yeah, it shouldn't change. And Mm-mm. whichever way you're going to go with it, whether it be a pitch, you know, uh, pitchers hitting or DHs, go that way. And let's let's fix that. But I am a big uh, fan of the extra inning rule. Well, um, to me, I just wish they like, put on first. Yeah, gosh, man, they can. It it almost does the the same. It's just as easy for the other team to score that run from second two. That's right. Yeah. It's I mean they're really I mean they're doing something, but really they're just making it just as easy to to me, it seems like it's harder to end a game now. Oh, it absolutely is. Because it, the, it goes the bullpens aren't as good, like you said. Right. So I mean, my gosh, all it takes is a bloop hit and well, there we go. And yeah. there's just like shut down guys anymore. Like yeah. it, one shut down guy on a team, much less a seven, eight, ninth inning guy like we used to have. Yeah, I mean, but do you I remember Johnny Venner's Clay? Yeah, of course. I mean, man, you would put him out in the seventh or eighth inning. Oh, that is nobody's going to score, and it's time to go to the closer. You know. Yeah. Speaking of closers, God, mm-hmm. man. I hate to say this. I can't believe I'm saying this. The Dodgers going to find another closer. Jansen is he's past his prime. And I like the guy. I pull for the guy. But he's past his prime. And we're still – the Dodgers get do this in a bad way. We get yeah. really set on the superstars, um, including my boy Clayton Kershaw, who I, – I mean, I just love the guy, but let's be honest, we're we're beating a dead horse here, and he's we he's got we, really. That's fine though. Well, never mind. We, yeah. we don't mess with them. We don't mess with them. But 
you know, you see what I'm saying, though. It's like we get stuck on these names, and it'll happen to Mookie. Mookie, it probably won't happen for five or six years, but we'll get to that point, and it's like, look at the value we could probably get for trading him, and we don't do it because that's Mookie Betts, and he's a Dodger. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't mm-hmm. we don't get rid of any superstar. And I'm not trying to get rid of Mookie or Clayton Kershaw right now, I promise you. I'm just saying in general – those guys can – and Jansen is the one I really start off with closing. He comes in there, and that's Kenley Jansen. That's who we go to. That's who we went to for the last six years. <laughs> and that's why he comes out there every single time because he's not Mario. He's not Rivera. He's – you know, it, he's not doing it. That's a once in a – that's a generational talent that they had there. Jansen was good at closing for about four years. And it was wonderful. And now it's time for us to move on. And I'm not saying cut the guy or trade the guy. I'm just saying, like, let's not have him come out there for 98 ball games this year. Let's have him come out there and close 40 ball games this year. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And get another guy to close and be the the horse that we're on every time. A lot, a lot of horse talk. Oh, I'm just freaking me out. <laughs> I'm terrified right now. <laughs> I'm so scared of the Kentucky Derby. But you know, thank you for giving me. When they, run the, when they do the Preakness, man, like I'm out the door. <laughs> I'm out the gate, you might say. We we actually went to uh, Chapel Hill this past weekend. and Tar Heels. Uh, my wife, who it, it will be listening to this, but she kept saying Churchill. And I said, no, no, no not horses. No, we don't, Churchill no, Downs is a different place there, lady. Yeah, big time. Uh, scary. Mm-hmm. Chapel not, Hill's not really quite as, not quite as scary as Hoover, but scary. Yeah, yeah nothing is, is as dangerous as Hoover. Let's just be honest. I mean, right. we we need to pray for Hoover every day. I mean, there's <laughs> literal pirates as their mascot. That's just there, terrifying. It, it really is. It really is. And they, you know, they can't figure it out. They play. I actually got my hair cut today. I actually got my in Hoover, and I'm surprised that all that's all that got cut. <laughs> Were you not afraid that it was going to be one of those Sweeney Todd type things? Would you like to shave? I love Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Sweeney Todd. Yeah. <laughs> but Matt, he's like, boo. <laughs> he's like, uh, you're the only one that was booing. He's like, oh, there were there were plenty of people booing. He's like, no, you're the I, only one. He's like, I, I hope take everybody got that reference. If they don't, then go go. There's something better with your life. Yes. Well, <laughs> it stinks now, though, because it's on Peacock, whatever the heck that is. At least that's free, though. I mean, you got to watch commercials, but it is free. Yeah, I was I was talking to Brooke. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do now on Netflix because the whole time it was just The Office. That's all I ever watched. Like, I've started watching Community. Have you ever watched that? No, I have no it, clue what that is. It's, it's got Chevy Chase in it. Uh, he's like this old, I don't know, like this. It's good, but like Brooke was like, you're still watching that show? Basically saying, I would have already seen all nine seasons of The Office the time I've watched four seasons of Community. And I like, am a yeah. fan of Chevy Chase, though. I mean, it's good. It's good. And then, like, I've seen Parks and Rec. You know, that's good. But, I mean, nothing will stand the test of time like The Office. I mean, Chevy Chase made – the vacation series, the National Lampoon. Uh, he is that franchise. Empire. 
right mm-hmm. that franchise and also i mean i i know that he couldn't him and bill murray could not stand each other like, that's why there's only one scene in the entire movie of caddyshack with them two in it because they just they literally fought but caddyshack would not be the same Bill Murray to me is a star in that one, but it still wouldn't be the same without Chevy Chase. Why do they role. hate each other? Do you know? I forget. I have no clue why they hate each other, but they do not like each other. Not so at all. odd. Yeah, because those. Can you imagine if they had liked each other when we got more movies with them two in it? Like yeah, it would have been like Will Ferrell and and Mike and uh, Michael Scott and Steve Carell early <laughs> on. You know, Will Ferrell has his crew. You know, yeah, just like at. Boys. You know, they, yeah, they Adam could, Sandler's got the same guys in every Billy yeah. Madison movie there is. I mean, it's yeah, it's great. It's it's awesome. And I heard that they're they're maybe bringing back a uh, Happy Gilmore, like a, a sequel. Mm, I, I I don't know about that. If they do, they better make it good because I don't want to ruin. You know, I'm a, that's just I watched Anchorman two and it just was horrible. And it ruined my favorite movie of all time. Not really. Anchorman's still my favorite movie of all time. But Anchorman 2 just was horrible. It's like, I probably just won't watch it. And now every time you watch Anchorman, you think in your head immediately when the movie comes on, you're like, this is really good, but Anchorman 2 sucks. See what I'm saying? I don't want that to happen to... I probably just won't watch it. There, There are a few movie franchises where... Sequels are, are better than the original. Not many. Like I was watching uh, Mighty Ducks with uh, Brody and Parker. <laughs> and I was like, you know, the original's really good. But man, the D2 and D3 are like so much better to me. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe the maybe the jokes and all the it maybe it holds, you know, it's still funny more than the original, but like you watch the little giants and uh, little rascals that they're, those movies are so hilarious still. Like oh, yeah. It doesn't matter how yeah. old they are. Like they're, they're awesome. Just some mo- like Sandlot, that movie stands the test of time. doesn't matter when it's going to be funny. You're still going to get nervous. You're still going to be excited when, when those parts of the movie come on, you know, it's just, there's in the test of time. And I don't want happy Gilmore to, to be one of the, like, the second one ruins it. Exactly. I don't want. I, I'm, that's and I'm you know, I this isn't even rapid. This isn't yeah, even rapid fire, and we're just. This is just off the cuff, just straight up PBJ stuff right now. That's right. And you listen. You get some really good knowledge, obviously, because I think everybody out there all the knowledge. Right. We're all right. Yeah, we're all right. <laughs> we're all right. I guess. All right. So. Moving on from baseball, let's talk a little bit of NASCAR. I'll be honest with you, I hadn't watched a ton of NASCAR lately, but I did watch a little bit of highlights here lately. And Michael McDowell, man, another top three finish at a, at a plate race. I know they don't run restricted plates anymore, but a plate race. I will forever call him that. He's pretty good. He know, this is his year, man. He had, I mean, yeah, he hasn't played or drove really good for the whole time, but let's just be honest, he's – He's already like doubled up his career top fives. Just in <laughs> yeah, and, and what two months? Yeah, and I mean, Bragg comes out with his win. last yeah. heck of a finish Sorry. right there. No, you're right. I'm glad you said it because I can't say his name. I usually just say Brad K. 
Brad K. And there's like if if we ever had him on this podcast, I would just say Brad K. I don't want to mess up your name. You know, <laughs> Brad Kozlowski. I mean, he he was was he my pick to win? Yeah, was he my he was my pick to win up this year, right? That's correct. Hmm. <laughs> Here we go, boys. Yeah, get a little of that magic back. <laughs> yeah. Back last year. That's right. So did you by chance see the wreck that Arca had though? I I did not, but I hear it's bad. It was not good at all. Um there was a wreck. Right at the end of the race, probably, I think, two or three laps left. And I think the guy's not doing too well. Um, let's see here. I'm looking up his name. I'm not familiar with all the ARCA racers. But, yeah, ARCA race driver placed on ventilator after fiery crash. Um, it, it's bad. Uh, he come off of turn two. And the, if you just watch any of the ARCA race, you'll, you'll see how much movement these cars have. I mean, they're constantly, like, bouncing side to side. These are cars that they can buy from cup teams in years past. They buy the chassis and everything, so they're used to cars, and they literally rebuild, do a few other things to tweak it, and they go with it. And these cars, these guys are not at the top level. Let's just be honest. They're not up there yet. They're Mm -hmm. the fourth division, okay? And so that's right. And so there's a lot of wrecks, but this one (laughs) – it was bad. Um, I'm not laughing at this part. Just the way you yeah. said it. There's a lot yeah, of wrecks. There are. There's a lot of wrecks. And Derek Lancaster, he is a, he's a guy who actually broke his neck a couple of years ago in a race and showed back up like three months later to race again. I mean, I don't know, man. At some point, this may be it for him because he's – it's tough. It, he came off two. He was on the in the – Second lane, and he got bounced in the wall. When he did, it it knocked the oil line off. Caught on fire, and it was pretty scary. There for a while, he couldn't get out of the car. And they were taking a little bit of time to get to him. And the the fire was just – it was completely engulfing the entire car. And it didn't look good at all. They they wouldn't show the car for a while and until they saw him get out of the car. And I don't know. It's just – they wear fire suits. They wear protective stuff, but you can't – those are made to get you out in a hurry, not to sit there in that car and and just get, you know, covered up in flames. It was scary. It was really, really scary. I got chill so, on. Was... <laughs> it, it's, it's bad. But um, other than that, I mean, ARCA has always been a really fun race. Also, ARCA has a really strong hold in Alabama. There's a lot of ARCA teams based out of Birmingham. And so – it's a tra- they, that's why they always race Talladega every spring when Cup is there. Arca always has a race. And it's fun to watch. Uh, hopefully this guy bounces back and, uh, you know, is not seriously, seriously hurt for a long time. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, not a lot of other stuff went on this weekend in, in NASCAR. Um, not a lot of stuff went on in NASCAR. But there is something going on Thursday, which – does interest half the country. So, you yeah. want to tell them what that is, Clay Dodd? Yeah, there's a little uh, little thing called the draft happening. And right now, 
pretty much everybody just wrote off the top two picks, that it's going to be the Jets and the Jaguars taking Lawrence and the guy from BYU. Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, and how many – I mean, does Zach Wilson have six or seven wives by now? No, I'm sorry. We won't go there. We won't go there. Clay Dodd. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gosh, I'm – it's well, a family just, show. Oh, it's a it's a family college. They show up and they do they create families. Clay Dodd. I mean, just let me put it this way: are grandmothers that listen to this. <laughs> let, let me just put it this way: the grandmothers they know that this is the truth. When BYU goes on the road, they don't sell away tickets; they sell family tickets. Oh and that's that's a fact. Okay. <laughs> well, who do you think the Packers are going to draft? <laughs> what did you what hear the, the rumor? two biggest needs for the Packers? Packers. Packers. Well, as always, you know, of course, Adams at receiver, that's great, but we need another receiver. Did you hear the rumor that came out today about the Packers in Atlanta? About, about Julio? Yeah, Julio may be a Packer. Come on, please, please give me Julio Jones. I mean, three or four more years of Julio with three or four more years left of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's at least one Super Bowl, you would think. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm hoping for. That would be neat. Uh, so, if that trade doesn't happen, so you're saying wide receiver for the Packers, Any yeah. anything else that yeah, you I mean, really need? Honestly, defensive line and wide receiver. That is a, a need for the Packers. For for the Cowboys, I mean, we've got to have some secondary help, which rumors hands pretty much a lock. That that's who we're that's who is on number one on our big board. Um, and then, I mean, offensive linemen, and it, it wouldn't hurt to have you know another linebacker in there because I don't our linebacker core is just they're just beat up every year. So I would I would say. Offensive lineman, corner, and linebacker are top three needs, in my opinion. And I'm so not being every funny. Position. Like, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm not being funny. Like, it wouldn't hurt to get a quarterback in the mid, like fourth or fifth round, just right. in case Dak gets hurt. You know? it it wouldn't wouldn't hurt to get a quarterback. Yeah, it definitely. You know, I heard uh, somebody talk about this the other day, like, uh-huh. and I, I don't know how how legitimate it is, but I guess I guess you do because you see a lot of names that go in the first round, then a couple of years later they got another one. As far as drafting a quarterback every three to four seasons, what do you think about that? Yes, you have to. Yeah. You just yeah. have to. There's, it's just the most important. You know, it's just the most important position in all of sports. So, I would rather overdraft than never draft. I mean, you know, everybody was, including A-Rod, was mad that you drafted a quarterback last year. But, I mean, who cares? They're the franchise. They get to do what they want. You know, if it gets mad and leaves, hey, you know, you got to do what you want. You know, the, the Packers are different because, you know, they're – they're just a different organization than everybody else. But still, like, there's still people that, you know, make those big decisions. And you just – it's just like starting pitcher. 
can't have too many pitchers in the major leagues. So that's, right. that's why pitchers always go so high. And quarterbacks are always going to be overvalued as far not not sense that they're not important. I'm saying a lesser quarterback would get really high. I mean, look at Mitch Trubisky. There's no reason he should have got drafted that high. But if you're a, g- a general manager and you're making huge decisions, sometimes you just panic and you're like, I've got to get a quarterback. And you're like, look at this kid. I like him. And once you make your mind up on a kid, you have to take him. Because if you don't, then, you know, it's he goes somewhere else and he turns into a superstar. You're never going to forgive yourself. But, I mean, you just – you just can't, you know, you can't kill yourself if you're the ones that miss Patrick Mahomes. I mean, everybody always gives the Bears crap for not picking him, but there were other teams that passed on him too. You know, and it's the just guy didn't crap do shoot. anything at Texas Tech. I mean, he just didn't. He was, he had a crazy arm, you know, and you want to talk about a system quarterback? If any, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury should have been the best NFL quarterback of all time. You know, it's just you don't expect those Big 12 system quarterbacks really to work out. You know, other than Murray and Baker, like those Oklahoma guys just were kind of like duds, you know. I mean, Sam Bradford was kind of meh, you know. Landry Jones was definitely meh. It's just all those guys coming out of the Big 12 – in most instances, are just cuts because they're throwing against air basically for twelve games out of the year. That's right. You're you're throwing that air. It's like a pitcher. You just you stay warmed up because you're always in the game. Yep. <laughs> well, that that's our NFL draft talk because we know that see fifteen new mocks a day. So yeah. I mean, Go honestly, for our God, specific teams. Used to, you had two mock drafts. You had the two guys at ESPN, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. McShay and McShay. Uh, now you have everybody. Every Twitter, every Twitter account has their mock drafts every day. You know, and they'll go so, to far as like there's going to be trades to this spot, and yeah. I mean, it's I got to chill. Like it's not that serious. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But so let's get into some rapid fire. How about that? Or no, no, I'm no. Let's it. let's talk no, about. We got to do eggs. Eggs. Okay. So here's an egg. <clears throat> Stay with me now, because I cut some grass and my, you know, sinus junk. Whatever. So here we go. Chawan mushy. Did you get that? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's savory from Japan, of course. An egg custard dish found in Japan that uses seeds of a ginkgo. Be careful now. Do you know what a ginkgo is? Yeah, that you save money by switching to your car insurance. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> no, they're um they're also known as a maiden hair tree. It looks kind of like a Christmas tree. What are you even talking about at this point? Ginkgo. Ginkgo. The cousin of Costco. All right, so now we can get into some rapid-fire questions. I never thought I'd say this, but we can get back on the rails using rapid-fire questions. I, I didn't think right. that was possible. We, hmm. we've, a, we've talked about a lot of stuff. 
What three things would you never spend money on? What three things would I never spend money on? Now you're talking about like purchases like for my house or uh, are you talking about just common things? Like I'm very confused. Just, just in general, <laughs> what three things are you just against? You're just like, nope, that's stupid. I'm not buying that. Okay, what three things Man alive, Clay. This is tough. Um, never buy a swimming pool because that just seems like a lot of upkeep. It, it's a lot of work. That just seems like it takes up a lot of my dad's time, a lot of my father-in-law's time. A lot of your co-host time. A lot of your co-host time. It just seems like a lot to do. Yeah. Um, another one would be no I I, I want to you know having a pool is cool you know but no having just, a friend with a pool is cool having a friend with a pool is cool <laughs> but let's see I wouldn't spend money on man clay I, I don't That's know tough, it's it's you tough know, I'm gonna go I, with one that I know that people are gonna be like you're an idiot but I I'm personally I just don't see a re- reason for it Mm-hmm. AirPods. Those oh. things last for like two hours. Okay, I get it. I get it. They're easy to lose. Super easy to lose. Oh, I and know you one. Look like a, and you look like a complete dork wearing them. I know one. I'm, I would never buy one of those huge Yeti coolers for $2,000. Boom. That, I would exactly. never buy that. I mean, I would... I would get like a nice igloo cooler. But just, Cody, you can keep your ice in it for days on end. Where am I going to go for that? Um, <laughs> so I've got a pool and a cooler that I won't care about. What else will I not buy? Oh, expensive sunglasses. Hmm. I just I just won't buy expensive sunglasses because I know I will break them or lose them or my kids will get them and put them on and they'll break them or lose them. So I think you guys as easy top would agree with you on that one. I, I, were those good answers? I love it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, all of mine involved being. So you're more of an air conditioning. <laughs> Amen. All it's three of yours pool, go together. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is having a pool like really tough, Clay? It's just. It, it's a lot. One, as much water's in there, just it's a one to one ratio with money. So you know, like as many gallons, just just know you're gonna be throwing money at it. Okay, just a lot of money, and then you have to keep it going. Like I go out and I skim mine every single day when I get home from work, and it and because of that, it don't take me but like ten minutes to do, but if I waited, it would take me an hour to do because it'd be a lot of stuff and you know what I'm saying? Like if you can do it every day, it's not terrible. It's just you have to do it every it's like feeding the dog, okay? I love my dog. I've got to feed him every day. I can't let him wait. I can't let the pool wait. I gotta go out and do it every day. As long as you keep the chemicals in it, you're good. But there's there's the ratio of time spent in the pool versus time spent cleaning and taking care of the pool is real off balance. Right. And it's towards, it's definitely towards the working on the pool. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I ju- I just know like it just seems like so much work. Maybe yeah. maybe not. Yeah. But just it's not it's not as much work as it is money. I mean, you people think I won't buy a pool. I can throw some chlorine in it and be done. No, no. That thing will start looking like a cow pasture pond in five days. All right. So I'm sorry. So next question. What is your favorite smell? Barbecue. Yeah, that's solid. I was going to say cheeseburger. That's solid. I mean, you <laughs> I work on 280 and there's this place called Myra's Barbecue. And obviously Dreamland. And when that wind hits right, oh my gosh, it is just yeah. like I'll just stop in my tracks and I'll just stand a, there and smell. A good barbecue place don't even need a sign. They just need a fan, like pushing the wind, pushing that smell out on the road. They would get all the business they need. Absolutely. Like, let's be honest, okay? Have you ever seen? A commercial for Koneka sausage? No, you have not because it's delicious and you can smell it when it's cooking. You know you have to go buy some. You see what I'm saying? Yes. They don't have to advertise. They're Koneka sausage. All right. So <laughs> that's good. All right. So the last question of the night is also food related. Okay. I guess that last question really wasn't food related. We just made it food related. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your favorite toppings on a burger? Like, what is your perfect burger? Perfect burger. Um, obviously, you got to have the freshest <laughs> buns ever. Yeah. You, um, but you got back. Yes. Um, mayonnaise, then, then the patty, and then some. Some cheese, obviously. Um, some pickles. Some mustard. Onions. Tomato. And I, like, I really like jalapenos on hamburgers. And some, not a lot of lettuce, just enough lettuce to 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 make it there. I don't want it to be like lettuce hanging off everywhere you know what i'm saying yeah that that's my perfect burger and then like medium well all right so follow-up question before i give you mine what is the worst burger hmm the worst burger this is easy for me it's when these freaking places put arugula on there i didn't even hear about arugula until last year and now i see it on all kinds of stuff and i hate it yeah yeah, same. It's terrible. It's terrible. Like I'm not Popeye. I don't need spinach on my freaking burger. Oh, yeah, it's hard to chew. Yeah, and let's just be honest. Lettuce is a filler. It's just there to help out. It's water weight. It's to make you think that you're eating a lot more, okay? And also that you're eating a salad, so you don't feel as bad about it. But that's it. <laughs> um, My perfect burger... I love barbecue sauce on a burger. Okay. Okay. So my perfect burger is a big old onion ring on it, like a fried onion ring with a lot of barbecue sauce, some cheddar cheese melted on there. 
And I don't even mind putting a little bit of mayo on the bottom, you know, like underneath the burger. Because my wife, my lovely, lovely, wonderful wife, bought me a Blackstone griddle for Christmas. Have you seen those? No. They're amazing. Mine is like a four burner, 36 inch. You can cook anything on there you want. I mean, it's delicious. It's like flat top burgers, okay? Mm -hmm. If you don't even like mayo, it doesn't matter. You can still do this with a little bit. You don't have to put a ton of salve on there. You just have to put a little bit, okay? So you put a little bit on a bun, throw it on top of that thing. Oh, my God. Perfection. Way better than butter. So next time you cook a grilled cheese. It's it's way butter. (laughs) Way butter, okay? Next time you cook a grilled cheese. Instead of using butter, use a little bit of mayonnaise. I'm telling you, right, it will change your world. Oh, I I use mayonnaise on grilled cheese. Yeah, it's delicious, ain't it? It is. Grilled cheese, you got to have mayonnaise. Also, like, you know what's very underrated? What? It's a good fried bologna sandwich. Oh, dude. Dude, I made fried bologna breakfast sandwiches on my griddle. A couple (sighs) eggs, a couple pieces of bologna, some cheese on top of that. Toast with a little bit of mayo on it to like crisp it up. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah this made everyone out there hungry. Yeah, I mean that said, I'm done. <laughs> now let's go eat. <laughs> <laughs> let's go eat. Well, well, Clay, we we uh, we say something at the end of this podcast, and you know what it is? What? We don't mess with horses. Well, that's the end of the episode. I hope you liked it. Hopefully, you'll subscribe to the podcast, whether wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe. That way, you can send it over to your friends, and they can take a listen. Also, hit us up on Twitter. We love some feedback. We love the conversation. So, hit us up on Twitter, at PBJPod. You know, we really appreciate that you took the time out of your busy day to listen to us. Hopefully you agree with some of the stuff we said. Maybe you disagree with some of the stuff we said. But most importantly, you enjoyed the episode. And if that's the case, we'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks.